Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. That's my job. Well, you know what? The doom and gloom shit's my category, uh, sir. It's you're supposed to be like light and bubbly. I not this year. <laughs> uh, wow. Next year, I'm gonna do my best. Well, anyway. Why not this year? What what happens, sir? Ah, uh, just lots and lots of stupid shit. You know, it'll, whether it'll, whether it be work or personal and it, all that good it'll stuff. It'll all be okay. I know. It I could know. be worse. You could have my job. You know, it wasn't that bad of a year. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I tell you, I finally saw Horrible Bosses. By the way, I you mentioned it briefly. Yeah, I, I liked it. It was funny. I enjoyed it. I, mm-hmm. The comic timing between the three guys is really great. Uh, but uh, I got to tell you, the, the the more distance I have from the film, right, uh, it angers me <laughs> because it's still making light of a very situ- serious situation. What is which is now with the economic climate, employers have become more exploitative. And brutal, and heartless, and and are honestly ruining the lives of hardworking employees. And so this lighthearted comedy about three guys wanting to kill their bosses right. irritates me only because some of these people deserve to die. You know, <laughs> I hate to sound that way. I saw, but <laughs> I saw the there was a film on two nights ago with Ben Affleck uh, called The Company Men. Yeah, I almost rented that. I watched it. It was very good. Mm-hmm. And it was mainly about Ben Affleck being, you know, he's making six figures at his job. He drives a Porsche. He has the big house, living beyond his means. But because he makes all this money and he's got these huge bonuses for this company, and then they fucking let him go. They hire somebody uh, younger that's willing to work more hours, uh, to, willing to do more. Uh, you know, go fly out more and just all these things for a lot less money. And it's just like, we don't need you. Mm -hmm. You can't find work for four months. And it was just basically that story of someone, you know, making that kind of money, living that kind of lifestyle, and then living in his wife's parents' house. All right. I almost rented that. Yeah. Because I'm on my anti-employer, anti-corporate kick. And then I put it on my wish list. Okay. And then... I started thinking more about it, 
and what you just said is what reason I took it off my wish list. So, like, so the guy's making six figures, and because he's a fucking idiot <laughs> and lives yeah. beyond his means and lives all this, beyond, yes. he gets fired, and then it becomes a sob story. I have no sympathy for this person. Right. I want to see the one about the guy who's making fifty, sixty thousand a year, got a couple kids, every, every all the money he's gets going into the mortgage, trying to save something for the kids for college, trying, you know, just well, make, you know, there's two things. Try, with that. Well, hold on, I'm not done. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm just saying, <laughs> is you know, and and somebody who's actually struggling to achieve this dream, right. who's doing all the right things and still gets fucked over because the company lets him go because it saves them profits in the fourth quarter. The guy the guy who can, who can afford all the stuff that the the six-figure salary guy who can afford everything that five-figure salary guy is making right. and then goes above and beyond it because he's a jackass, I have no sympathy. Well, I have some sympathy because he got fucked over by a company, right. but but he's he's exploiting the situation Whereas a, there's a lot and a lot more hardworking people in the country who are now in a position of that the same situation, except sure. they didn't do anything wrong. Well, yeah, there, well, there is a there is a contrast in the film, and I know this isn't the movie we're reviewing, oh, no, so and, we'll and, make it brief. Right, and, but there uh, is a contrast in the film where his brother-in-law, played by Kevin Costner, yeah. is a um, self-employed carpenter. Right. You know, he can only hire, like, say, maybe a couple of guys to, to do his renovations and, and remodeling jobs and all that. And he is the guy that you're talking about where he's making maybe fifty, sixty, seventy thousand a year trying to achieve this dream, but always feeling like he's he's always behind. And uh, he always, and even Kevin Costner in the film, he says, well, it, it always works out in the end, but he, meaning he kind of breaks even. Right. You know, he does it, but he kind of breaks even. But he doesn't live beyond his means. He has a modest house, doesn't have, uh, you know, uh, a sports, uh, not a sports, but like a sports car, like a Porsche, whatnot. He is the up, the other representation of Ben Affleck, what he should be doing with right. his life. And I, I, I know that's part of the film, too. Yeah. And I'm, I've read I read the reviews, and it had really a lot of great reviews. And a few, I, But and I, I do agree with you. And the few people that, that gave it negative reviews really simplified the position of like, oh, well, this guy's just an idiot for doing this. And and people that defended it saying, well, yeah, but it's not just about that. Right. I get that. And I'm sure I'd come away with that. But I just feel that my state of mind right now, right. I'm going to be too distracted by the, what the fuck are you doing, Ben Affleck characters mm-hmm. thing. And, and you know, because again, we can't tell the story without making it a rich person's problem. That's, well, that's yeah. where... I mean, there's also a scene in the film where he goes for an interview... Uh, trying to get a vice president uh, position, asking, uh, he said, "Oh, I was making one twenty, but I'll take one one ten, mm-hmm. you know, with with uh, bonuses." Right. Okay. Um, and she's like, "Well, the position that we're interviewing f- you for is for sixty five thousand. and he like he gets all insult- insulted and huffs and puffs out of the room, and then later on, he can't even get the sixty five thousand dollar job anymore, mm-hmm. and he's kind of kicking himself in the ass. And then he has to go end up working for his brother-in-law, who's you know the self-employed, um, you know, a carpenter. And then he kind of like really figures out that, yeah, I've been a dick, you know. I've been expecting all this money, and I've lived way beyond my means. And it, but it, there's a flip side to that too, because yeah. the one problem we have too, we're in an economy now where a lot of these companies, there are a lot of people that are worth what they were making, mm-hmm. and they can't get. Like I said, you get people that were making one hundred and twenty thousand, but they were worth that, right? And they were earning that, and then, but now they can't get a job for half that pro- cost. Nope. 
because a lot of these companies won't even hire. They even said we're not hiring for those positions anymore. But they're not. They just right. won't. No. So you got a whole you you have a whole upper class segment of people that were they weren't super rich, but they were doing very well. Mm-hmm. And then they they're they're out of a job now entirely because these companies just eliminated pretty pretty much eliminated the middle position. Right. And now all you have is the high position and the low position. Exactly. Yeah, and and if they do hire anybody, it's it's like what they they actually said in the film. It's very true. They'll hire someone to work more hours and for a hell of a lot less money. Right. They'll get a kid in there in his twenties, just right out of school, working ninety hours. He's single, no wife, no kids, making forty, fifty, sixty thousand. And once he and, knocks and up, and they'll the be happy. Yeah, and, and then they let him go. And then yeah, and they'll be happy about it. Right. You know. So, but we're not reviewing the company. Man. This epi- this this moment, this Occupy moment, is brought to you by uh, Movie Sucktastic. Occupy <laughs> in my basement. That's right. <laughs> uh, we're actually reviewing the prequel to the John Carpenter uh, 1982 film, The Thing. And I have problems with calling it a prequel. <sighs> there are elements that well, do we'll get- make it a prequel. I'm jumping ahead, but but uh- uh, are we going to do spoilers for this? Even though it is a prequel. It's the same goddamn movie. How can we spoil it? It kind of is the same movie. I will give you that. I did still find it enjoyable. I'll give In a lot of the scenes of the movie. I'll give a spoiler. We should give a spoiler alert just because I want to go into detail about what I didn't like about the film. And it wasn't a bad movie. No, it really wasn't. Say, I enjoyed I, it. I will give them credit where credit to is an extent, due. Yeah, and, and we'll talk about and that. And I'll take it away where it's not due. Yeah. But... I, I I have no problem with going into great detail about the ending and everything mm-hmm. because it's so um, repetitive and such a remake that it shouldn't even be called a prequel. Yeah, yeah. I I, I after seeing it, I right. I, I do agree with you that it there are iconic moments that are completely stolen from the Carpenter film. Yeah. Now it's not to say that those. Moments might. Do you want to talk have, about that first? Might not know? have happened, right? But I don't think they would have happened in nearly the exact same way. Now, I want to preface this preface that too <laughs> with with the, the the fact that originally this was supposed to be a remake. Was it? Oh, okay, I didn't know that. The studios wanted to remake the thing. Okay, Carpenter, I guess, was on board because what the hell is he doing now? He's the ward. Like I said. <laughs> Now, uh, the filmmakers Whoops. approached the studio mm-hmm. and tried and convinced them to do a, a prequel instead, saying saying that the the they they knew that if we do a, a, a straight out remake, that it's going to have a negative response. No one's going to come to see it. They're going to you know there's too yeah, much of a there's too the, much of a following. The thing is still to this day. Just about on every top five horror list. Yeah, it, just about. It is an iconic. Film, it is almost a perfect film. Yeah. I say very close to perfect. Mm-hmm. And they knew that anything they did as far as remaking it would not be looked upon well. No. So knowing that, they talked the studios into making it a prequel. Okay. Now, having gone through great lengths not to do a remake, <laughs> they couldn't be bothered to change the name. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, they kept that. Now, they, if you look up the reason why... Only, and I... They say yeah. they couldn't think of a like a uh, like the thing add-on like right. the thing colon blah 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 you know like Antarctica or, right or, or or the beginning or, they they said they couldn't think of anything that sounded cool 
Okay. That's a lie. <laughs> and there are several lies involved in the making of this film. They could have called it The Thing Who Goes There. And I would have probably been fine with that. They could have just called it Who Goes There. The, well, yeah, they could have done that. But the draw was The Thing. You, you know right. what I mean? You right. know what I mean? So basically... That's the draw. Yeah, that's the draw. They So they didn't change that <laughs> because they knew people wouldn't co- wouldn't want to see it if they didn't think it was the thing. Right. So that's a lie. Nah. They could have come up with a different title that no, worked. No, I'm sure they could have. They just, like, well... And they probably won't release the ideas that they had because you know someone would say, well, what about that one? That one right there would have been fine. I could come up with a dozen right now. <laughs> you could have called Go. it something else. <laughs> But they, they so wanted to make sure it stayed that any business it got was going to be from the franchise of people. So, right out there. Then, they stole the cover. They stole the... They stole the uh, oh, with the snow jacket? Right. They just in, reversed it. In the middle it. of the snow? They reversed it. Because the original poster is the snow jacket... Facing forward. And with, like, with light coming from behind it. Right. And then the thing is in black on it. Yeah. They just literally reversed it. I'm looking at it right now. It's the snow guy in a snowsuit... Right, but the light is—it's it's inside yet. a light. The yeah. thing, yeah. It, they just oh, it's just let's just put this backwards. It's almost as aggravating as the Straw Dogs poster, where it's like let's just do the exact same thing, but let's put a cheesy little face in the eyeglass. Yeah. Oh god. So that so bad. So that's that's another lie that they were trying to. I make I, it, I don't so much hate the idea of them mimicking the poster. I do. I it's I, lazy. I, no, it's lazy. I don't. I. I know what they were trying to do. They're trying to draw in that audience. They're trying to make a. They're trying to do a remake and without honest, doing a remake. Yeah, but I think what I what I really do think is if, let's say you and I were given money to make a film, and we knew that there was a demographic for it, an right. audience for it, we would marketing would do their very best. Maybe not necessarily the filmmakers. Marketing uh-huh. would say, "Listen, we got to do it this way because we know we need to draw in." C- the, the certain people, and I, and I would say, if the filmmakers were able to ch- make this, convince the studio, right, to make a prequel instead of a, uh, a remake, yeah, they could yeah. manipulate maybe they, advertising. Maybe, uh, maybe they were pushing their luck with getting the prequel. Uh, you don't know. You never know. I don't want to defend them so much, but I do want to defend them a little bit. I will because... defend them a little bit when we get to the parts of the film that I thought were okay. Okay, which aren't that many. <laughs> um, but that so. They lost me with their title. Okay. They lost me with their origin story, and they lose me with their poster. Okay. Okay. All right. That's where I... So I'm already off on three negatives, and I'm ready to hate the film. <laughs> I'm ready to tear into this thing with, with all my teeth. That's just... Without, yeah, that's without even seeing it yet. Right. Yeah. So my my reaction to actually watching the film mm-hmm. was not as rabid. It was not a horrible M- film. Mean, mine neither. But... I, I, I walked away... Saying if this wasn't a prequel in any way, if this was just a standalone film on its own, I would have been okay with it. This brought back. This reminded me of Avatar. Oh my! Hang on. All right, I'm waiting for it. My, the review I wrote for Avatar originally, yeah, was prefaced, prefaced with it wasn't that bad. What is not or, bad good enough? Okay. Yes. And then. I was rapidly attacked by insane <laughs> Avatar fans for not calling it genius. And that's why now they can go fuck themselves because it was a piece of shit. <laughs> My same... I, I, I was going late on the film. Right. And then I realized, I was saying to myself, it's not. it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. And I have to ask again, is not bad good enough? 
for what's supposed to be a follow-up to one of the most iconic horror films of the later half of the century. Mm. Is not bad. I just think there was <clears throat> there was no way they were going to live up to it anyway. Then why do it? Well, like you said, the studio wanted it to happen. So I think the filmmakers did their absolute best to Don't. try and do that. No. And it just didn't work out. I refuse to make them the heroes of this story. No, I'm not making anybody a hero. I'm just saying... They, Could it have been worse? Listen, yes. Well, of course. But I will not. I will not praise the film simply because it didn't suck balls. <laughs> I can't stoop that low after having set the bar with Avatar. Okay. All right. All, all right. right. So that's I, all right. So that's my question: Is not bad good enough? No, of course it's not. For this film, not for this type of film, anyway. Right. And, know, and as a standalone, I might even say I enjoyed it. I walk- if I didn't see the John Carpenter film. And I just saw this one. I knew. Let's say I knew nothing about the John Carpenter film. I might have walked away from this saying, "You know, that was pretty good. Right. I like that. I, I like the. It's better than a lot of other horror films I've seen lately. Mm-hmm. You know, but because the Carpenter film exists, because the storyline for the Carpenter film exists, and this one is a precursor to that. It building up to the Carpenter film. Right. There is a lot of things that you could say. Eh, is not I, bad good enough. And I will mention a couple of those things as okay. we go along. But I like the opening scene. As dumb as it is... Oh, with them falling into the ice? As dumb as it is, I like that opening scene. Yeah. My only problem with that opening scene yeah. is I want to see how they got out of that crawler. Yeah, they didn't show that now, at all. I'm thinking, that's the most interesting part of this film right now. And you, you put these people in a situation which is completely insane even before you show that they found a spaceship. Now, we're just going to forget that ever happened. Yeah, the next shot is them, okay, bringing a giant block of ice with yeah. something in it back to base. Now, here, here's, here's a... I want to draw your attention, sir. Okay. To the director. The director. Magician Ben Hedden Jr. Right. Let's see what... I'll tell you what he's done. Nothing. Ooh. He's done nothing. Well, I'll tell you what. You know for what? He, for you know who, done nothing. You know who he is? No. He's junior. Junior. Who's senior? Who's his dad? The producer. Oh. Go to go. Scroll up to his uh, IMDb thing. His his go no go yeah, oh. go up go up. Yeah. Son of producer, Majesty Van Hagen. What has his father done? He's done quite. He's done. Wow, lots of stuff. All foreign though. Right. So he's a producer's son. He's been doing stuff since 1973. His father. And his first film ever, Daddy, is <laughs> Daddy helped him out. Dad, <laughs> Junior's first directorial. His Daddy's Daddy's son's uh-huh. directorial debut is a prequel to one of the greatest horror films of all times. <laughs> What the fuck? That's problem number one. How did that even happen? Every, everything up until this point, his father's produce has been foreign. Problem number two. Yes. See the writer, Eric Hesserer. 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 And John, don't click it. Don't click it. Don't click it. Don't click it yet. Okay. Now, oh, one John of my Dummy complaints. One of my complaints. Yes. And one of your complaints is that there are certain scenes in this film that are. Iconic. Complete remakes, yeah. reprints, Redone. practically yeah. redone scenes 
from the dog scene, the to, dog tearing the fence, to them sitting in a room figuring out who's the thing, to the to the uh, to the uh, even the what do you call it the uh, when they're taking apart the oh the they're uh, they're taking apart what the, the hell thing. is that called what when people take apart bodies autopsy. in a morgue an autopsy scene thank you sir <laughs> what is my problem today it's okay I haven't eaten yet <laughs> me neither that's got to be what I, it is yeah it's got to be uh, the autopsy scene right out of it. Even yep. to like, okay, and, but here's even, the, hold on, even, okay. even where we have to figure out what's going on. Quick, everyone to the rec room. What the hell? <laughs> so, wait, no, I'm setting this but, up for a reason. No, no, don't stop. No, 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 okay. no, no go, stop. Go, go. All right, go, go, go. I'm setting it for a reason. Guess what other film this person has written? Oh, shit. Can I click now? Yes. I'm not even... Oh, gonna... look! The Nightmare on Elm Street remake. <laughs> I'm shocked. Wait a minute. Did I also complain about that film t- ripping iconic scenes right out of the original yeah. and just pasting them in there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's done it again. <laughs> I haven't seen Final Destination 5, but you kind of expect that from Final Destination. Well, yeah. <laughs> so so the guy who wrote the... Oh, the not his, well... next, his next film was a Hurricane Katrina movie. Yeah. So, so the person who wrote the not-very-well-received Nightmare on Elm Street remake, yep. and the fifth of the Final Destination franchises, suddenly is the sole screenwriter credit on a prequel to one of the most famous horror films yep, in the later half of the century. 20th century. Well, let's just say ever. Right. Because that's really more true. Again, what the fuck? <laughs> and I saw that after I saw the film. I was like, yeah. oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> What the fuck? Uh, How does this happen? Now, now I'm not surprised that the that the title and the poster are, are exactly rip off too. Because yeah. this guy is, has no idea. I actually how to didn't take... go this deep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't but mean I'm, to. But I'm not surprised I didn't mean you to. Did. It was. I was like, well, I should know something about the writer directors. What the fuck? <laughs> what really? I, if I had known this beforehand, I would have not gone in so like. Uh, well, maybe I might like it. You know. Yeah. Oh my god! But I I wanted to point out writer director first. Yeah, this is the main reason this film sucks. Mm. I, well, it doesn't totally suck, but the parts that do suck, these two are the reason. Okay. Well, and and you know what? As far as these iconic scenes go, I do think at some point they'll probably be trying to figure out who the hell is who, and I do think at some point they're going to, you know, they're going to have issues with being stuck in the cold right. outside. But they could have done it a little differently. Uh-huh. When they're in that room and they're trying to figure out who the hell is who and their blood test gets all fucked up, that was just a blatant <laughs> reason to say, we listen, if we do a blood test, what the fuck are we doing here? Now, I have a problem with that, too. Because... Oh, it's what, what checking the teeth? Well, no, no. That's actually the, the smartest thing this film did. Yeah. Was was setting? No, I wasn't. I wasn't saying that it right. wasn't. But that was genius, and they should have just stuck with that. Mm-hmm. Now, my problem with the whole idea of the blood test is, I th- in the other film, it's like a last ditch idea. Oh yeah, it's they like just, well, they just maybe knew, we could maybe we could do a test of some kind. Yeah, they just knew that uh, fire and 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 the thing did not mix. It just did not like fire. So Kurt Russell is like, well, let's put something hot in blood. Well, even even before he came up with that test, though, they said, "Well, let's let's do some kind of blood test, maybe." Right. My problem with the scientists in this is these scientists came here specifically because they knew it was like an alien kind of thing going. Something in the in the ice. Yeah. They have no idea what they're dealing with. 
but they're going to come up with a blood test to tell whether or not you're after they have figured out that it assimilates perfectly. Yeah. They're like, well, we can come up with a blood test, but but if it assimilates perfectly, how are you going to tell? And since they looked under the microscope and they saw, saw that it attacking other cells, oh, they simply could have just said, "Well, let's just take your blood and put it under the microscope and see if it's uh, uh, aggressive in any way." Sure. Do, you know, they they spent way too long making setting up this elaborate blood test, yeah. then walk away from it. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I had a yeah. huge problem with the logic behind that. Just to do the same thing, where uh, where the original was perfect, it's like let's do a blood test. Let's go back. All the blood's gone. <laughs> Oh, there goes that idea. <laughs> that was genius. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it just no. I I like what you were saying with uh, them checking their fillings because it can't obviously simulate metal, which it, I thought was genius. Yes, I thought that and, was, uh, and it was something that when I saw it in the film, I go, you know what? Yeah, that sounds like it couldn't do that. Right. You know. Uh, obviously, the Carpenter film didn't delve into that because they never they didn't think of it. They right. thought of it for this. Now moment there are a lot because of, they needed an out. There are a lot of fans that are pissed off at the prequel now because of that. Yeah, because it ruins the ending for them. Because at the end, the whole idea is you don't know whether or not Giles is. Uh, oh right, right. Is, is, is it my, but if you go back Ma- now, Mac and yeah, right. But if you go back now, Giles still has his earring in. Oh, if you watch... If you watch the original. The original? Or the Carpenter film. Yeah. You'll see that. Because whenever you say the original, the original was... Yes. Uh, you know, the thing from another world. Yeah, because they do mention something about an earring and someone in, in the prequel. Right. Yeah. So, so if you go back now... And, and I, I think there, it's misguided anger, because they're just upset that they ruined the whole debate now, whether or not it could have been Giles. I would point out that you still don't know if McCready's the thing or not. Or, uh, what's his face? Um, There's only two survivors at the end of it. Yeah. McCready. And Giles. Oh, Childs or Childs. Childs. I keep saying Giles. I don't know. Yeah, Giles is the guy from uh, is the the book guy from uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, Childs. Man. <laughs> Childs. Childs. Yeah. Childs. So, yeah. so yeah, we now know if you if you follow the prequel, which I I seen a reason not to mm-hmm. follow the logic of the prequel. I think it, it's sound logic that Childs is not the thing at the end of right. the film, but we still don't know whether or not McCready is. Right. You don't. So that's that. Right. So so all you people that are all bitchy about that. That should be your 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 least bitch about right. the film. Yeah, you should yeah. be more worried that your favorite character might be a fucking alien. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I you know I think the iconic scenes. I think, like I just said, I think they will kind of happen. You know, even okay. with, even with the dog. No, no, no. All right. But not like chewing okay. at, at at the gate. They'll... But I mean, but a, a dog does that. Right. You know? Hold on. Hold I on. just think they were too similar. They're, they're too similar and too forced because in the in the first in the original in the Carpenter film, yeah. let's just call it the Carpenter thing. Okay. In the Carpenter thing, yeah, you have a pen of dogs. Yes. Which becomes a major scene when they put the thing in with the dogs. Start attacking. And so they start chewing the through dogs. the fence. Yeah. Right. We now have in the, the prequel the same scene with a dog chewing through the gate. Mm-hmm. They only own one dog. The thing is not put in with the dog, and we don't see the dog again until the end of the film, roughly. We see it one more time. Yes. It was the There's dog- no reason to have that scene, except that, oh, here's an iconic scene we can put in the trailer. The only reason the dog exists at all is to tie the two films together. Right. They couldn't be bothered to give him more than one dog. And I How just- come they only have one of them? 
yeah. Another. I mean, I know now, this is radio, but you couldn't see us <laughs> both raise our hands in the air, all disgusted. It's not radio; it's podcast. It's different. Internet radio. Yeah, whatever. It's internet. Radio. Oh, I have, I have an announcement at the end of the show too. Ooh, Speaking nice. of internet radio, very nice. You're gonna like this one. Yeah. Um, but that's a teaser. Ooh. Stay tuned. That's the problem with this film too, is they hyped it. Yes. As being oh, we we tried to say so true to the Carpenter film that when you go through. We everything you see at the, the the Norwegian camp, they're they're Norwegians, Mac. They don't speak English, Mac. They're Norwegian. Hey, Sweden. Oh, give me a second on that one. Maybe I, that, I have, oh, I have. Hold on. I I have hold something on. I can bring to the table with that. I have something, to, and I have something to counterpunch that. All I, right. I know. I know what you're going to say. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. Do you really? Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> okay. So they made all this hype. They go, yeah. you know, we've we've recreated it. So when you see when they go back to this camp, yeah, and they see all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a direct match. It's going to be so faithful down to the, and this is what they always like to point out: down to the fire axe in the wall. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I read you know, that trivia too. Yeah, and, you know what? I didn't remember it until I read the trivia. I was like, oh yeah, there is an axe in the wall. And you know what? Kudos to them for getting the axe in the wall. Wonderful. After I went back and watched the original again after this because I was I was kind of like uh, not annoyed, but just kind of like sad that they did this. Yeah. So they made all this hype about this. Mm-hmm. And then they went ahead and made two huge uh, errors. Oh, pause. Errors. Errors, okay. One of which they give an explanation for. Yeah. That is a fucking lie. And I'll get to that later. Okay. But that, I, I want to set that up, too. That there, there are, they, didn't, they did not successfully do what they said they were going to do. Enlighten me. You want to go to that? I thought you had something else you wanted to say. I thought we were still talking about the iconic No, I was going to talk about the... the them, uh, Let's go with that. Go ahead. Speaking Norwegian? Yeah. My, well, before seeing the film, my major complaint was, was that... Was that it's in English. Right. It's all and, in English, and there's Norwegian, and it's a Norwegian camp. My my take with it was that I didn't mind that it was in English, and the reason I didn't mind was because I don't think... And the film didn't do that well. I mean, it did okay. It made back its budget, but it didn't do well. For a Halloween okay. release, it didn't do well. I think that if it was just a straight-out subtitled film foreign film it would have done way worse it might have been better received but from the only the 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 really hardcore fans i'm not arguing that oh you're not i'm arguing the logic the logic for releasing it in english no the lo- the logic the film logic for why everyone's speaking english okay what do you got? I mean, my whole thing right. is, you know, they're scientists. Uh, I think Europe, in a lot of ways, is ahead of us sure. in this country okay. uh, as far as education. I think there is a very large chance... I can give you that. ...that they would be speaking... They would know English and speak their native tongue. I'll, bu- I'll buy that. I'll buy that some, maybe most, of the Norwegian scientists might have uh, use English. Yeah. I would like to bring up that... They fly in a bunch of they Americans. They fly in Americans. They, buy, they yeah. fly in because we're, of course, the greatest country in the ever, world. Ever, ever. Um, and uh, they fly in Americans to solve this little problem. Which forces the them problem. to speak English. And, of course, an evil rich one at the, at the head. <laughs> yeah. Because that never gets old. Mm. Um, they fly them in. So they're, they're obviously doing some stuff with English and American mm-hmm. words written on them and things like that. They're not The Americans aren't working in Norwegian. No. Fuck no. So they don't find any of that... American written evidence in the Carpenter film. No, I know where you're going now. No, 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 you don't. I'm going to veer left in a minute. Oh, really? Yeah, that bothers me. Okay. What really bothers me 
is they go through all this trouble. By the way, way too many people in the film. Way too many characters. They put more characters in so they could kill more, but you lose track of how many people there are. You know what's funny? Even though they killed more, I think you saw the thing less in this movie. Uh, yes and no. I mean, there were, there were more I mean, not by much. You saw too much of the CGI thing. But what I did like is that, yeah, they did a lot of CGI thing, but they did have some animatronic CGI. Some. Uh, uh, some animatronic some. thing. And I... And, some. Yes, I'm some. But they could have had none. They could have had more. Yes, they could have had a lot more. Another lie by the filmmakers. What's that? They came out they beforehand. You can look this up. They were saying, "Oh, we're we're doing all we can to make to, to use as much animatronic live action as we can. We're we're trying to really push that and make that bring it." Well, wasn't that one of the things that I said that if I was given a budget to make this film, that I would have even gone as far as hiring Rob Botten back, which they didn't. No. No. And not even as an as an advisor. No. And they were like they were, like, "Oh yeah, we're going to try to do this." And apparently try means fail horribly <laughs> and have none of it in there. Yeah. And only ha- it's so it did have fucking lie. It did have some. And I will credit them for that. Some very little. Very little. Yes. It had enough. Where, not enough. Well, it had enough. It had it had where it, I wasn't I was I was mad. They had it that it had a lot of CGI, but it had enough where I wasn't frothing at the mouth you know where they didn't have cgi where they couldn't get away with it because it was interacting with a human that's it there was no point in that film where you could say well they could have used cgi there because if they could they did yeah no, th- fucking I, lie no, no, I, I agree but you're trying to you're trying to distract me sir <laughs> yeah here's my point okay i'm willing to buy yeah that most of the norwegians speak english okay. and i'm willing to buy that they brought in a bunch of americans who didn't bring any american uh uh any American documents right. and didn't write anything down in American speak when they were talking with the Norwegians about this whole situation okay. that none of the Americans research was in English. I'll buy that. There's only <laughs> one. There is only one yeah. person on this Norwegian cap that camp that does not speak a word of English. What are the odds it'd be the one that survives at the end and goes into the Carpenter film? <laughs> what are the odds? Well, you know they had to set that up. But with but, only one? I know. There's only one? I know, I know. I, That's, I agree. That was the second part of the film where I was like, fuck you. <laughs> God damn. Because Annie's petting the dog. Annie's petting the dog. If I had never seen the Carpenter film, I'd be like, there's something going on there. Oh, that's a setup for something. And, he, and he's the only one that pets the dog. Yeah, I know. And that's the last time we see the dog. Yep. Yep. You're right. Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And even a semi-competent screener, screenwriter would have some of them not speak English and have translating going on. I think you're more mad reviewing this than you were watching it. I'm just, no, because we're, because I'm mad because I was willing to let it go. Because like, well, it's not that bad. No, not bad is not good, is not good enough. Mm-hmm. A, a semi-competent screenwriter would have said to themselves, well, isn't that kind of cheating? I mean, can't we just, like, make some of them talk it's Norwegian and just kind of, uh, you know. Right. No. Nah. The only one that doesn't speak English it has, is, of course, the one that survives at the end to go to the Carpenter film. <laughs> That's bullshit. Yeah. That is insulting bullshit, Now, sir. let me ask you this, though. Yes? That aside... <laughs> And that's not even one of the two major mistakes I'm going to mention. Oh, really? Maybe That's not a mistake. That's just bad screenwriting. That aside, what did you think of the transition from the end of this film to the to the beginning of The Carpenter? Oh, film? it was clever. 
It was I mean, because cl- I, I I did think that myself. It was I, clever. I, it was, I, I was, nice. was I was waiting for it the whole film. Yeah. I kind of knew how they were going to do it. Um, and then when I actually saw it on on camera, I thought that's pretty interesting. You know what? You know I like. I think this is totally unintentional. Yeah. They well, it's intentional that they didn't use the carpenter music until the end. We boom boom. They had it in the beginning. Eh. It was it was no. minor, but they had it. No. Yeah, but sure they did. I mean, as far as like a theme throughout the film, they don't use it until the end. No, of course not. No, and and that's intentional for them. They use the same font too. Yeah, they 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 but ripped a lot of, off. A lot of they movies... ripped off the same light coming through the tearing, but yeah, it was CGI. It was CGI, and you know what? And too? the paper looked better. It was a garbage bag that they used for the carpet. The garbage bag. I stand corrected. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it was, uh, and it looked better. Yeah. You know what I thought of when I saw the opening credits? Supergirl. One million dollars. The same thing. <laughs> <laughs> One million dollars. Tin foil letters come out. Really, a million dollars? Carpenter did a garbage bag, and it looks fucking awesome. Yeah, I know. It's probably one of the most iconic opening yep. titles ever. And I, I, they, I, they had to rip it off, and they had the CGI it, and it looks like shit. Yeah, I think maybe what they were thinking was if they just they took weren't. the same titles. Like, the same way. Even if they took the same... That was example number three. Even if they didn't try to recreate burning the garbage bag and they just used the one from Carpenter, people would have been like, okay, I'm, I'm leaving. Example <laughs> number, right after that. It's example number three of how they weren't really trying to do a prequel. They were just trying to do a remake that they could get away with. Right. Um, Where were we? You sidetracked me. Oh, the, the music ending, at the end. The ending. What their intention was to say, this is the segue into the Carpenter film. To me, what it says is, now the good stuff starts. The boom boom. Yeah. This is this is the indication we're now going to good filmmaking. Right. It just makes you want to watch the Carpenter film. Which is what I did. Yeah. And, and I, I guess their intention was it's supposed to make you want to watch it, but I don't think their intention was like me. It was like Thank now, God now this one's wanna, over. Now I want to see <laughs> now I want to see it done right. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, the only one that doesn't speak English. The only one. All right. So now you said you have two major uh, issues or mistakes. These are two mistakes. These are two. Um, uh, and I'm trying to think in my head. One is a continuity error, and one is a, is an act is an anachronism. Okay. What's the continuity error? Error. No, I'm gonna do that second. Okay. Then That's what, bigger. What's the other one then? When they go, when they first meet the female scientist, which is the other big mistake in the film. Oh, and you know where? Uh, well, <laughs> is, yeah. is having a woman in it. You know where she's from? She was. Oh! She was the girl from Scott. Pilgrim vs. the World. She was the, I the girlfriend. Oh, yeah, was she? with the purple hair or whatever. And I was like, oh, they and you completely know, wasted. Well, you know what I liked though, the most bland performance ever. Not her fault. No, I know. But you know what I liked about uh, that they decided to put her in there. Okay, uh-huh. they decided to do that. You know what I liked? Did you see the rationale for that? Oh, that she's uh, they, they, no, she's, they, the, she's like the dig out crew or whatever it was. No, no, they 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 said that they were afraid of putting someone in there, uh, a McCready character because yeah. they were afraid it would too much mimic McCready. So oh, I see. So they said instead of putting a strong male lead because they were afraid it would mimic McCready. They they tried they to said, do a strong female lead. They said they did a strong female lead reminiscent of Ripley. <laughs> Stop. So let's not copy this film. Right. Let's copy another, another film. Okay, sorry. Very, no, sorry. very quickly. Yes. What I did like, what I did like is that they have a female character in there. She's kind of um, two female characters. Well, that's true. But I'm talking mainly her. Neither character had a uh, a partial nude scene, uh, a shower scene, 
Uh, oh, look at me. I'm surrounded by 12 guys, you know, just like frothing them up. They stayed away from that. And I actually like that because I think under normal circumstances... It's totally unrealistic, sir. <laughs> well, no, I think under normal circumstances, Hollywood would have went to great lengths to try and get her in at least a T-shirt with no bra. Which is hard to do in the Antarctic. They got heat. They got heat in there. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it would just make a... They heat know, and plumbing. They got hot water. They well, take showers you know, like anybody it would else. just be like, wow, that room must be pretty cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they, they went through great lengths to not do that. And I think they could have very easily have gone that way. How? I mean, that's a very minor... I know. You know, thing Dude, to say, okay, they did something how, like how that. Sad, I thought how, it was good. How sad is it? How sad is it that we're that we're are, we're like applauding a film that was made by Hollywood because it doesn't exploit women with new with, with blatant That's like a battered wife saying, "Well, at least he doesn't hit me in the face." It's, it's such <laughs> at least a he uses a phone book. Yeah, it's such <laughs> a sad sad example of how how bad things have gotten. Yeah. That's true. And I I'll, I'll give you that. But it's not enough for me because the female character... First of all, this is the scientific outpost, right? Yes. Actually, I'm going to hold off on that because that goes into my second mistake. Okay. Uh, but when we first meet the female character... Yes. Who is a uh, pa- paleontologist? Yes. That's right, right? That's the name I of th- that. I think so. Archaeologist, paleontologist. Uh, Some, well, I like she, to look it up ah, if you fuck want. It. Yeah, all right. They'll probably get the wrong name anyway. She's... She's... What is she using? What is she using? What is she using in her lab? She's using that little camera thing, the little scope inside oh, the creature. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she's got a flat screen monitor there. Mm-hmm. She's doing it on. 1981, 82, is it? Oh, yeah. They didn't have either of those, motherfucker. They did not oh, have flat oh, screen wow. monitors. And did, they did, did you notice this or you, you read I lo- that? I, I looked it up. This yeah. I looked up. Okay. Yeah, because I was, I was looking up something else and I came across that. Yeah, that shit should have been a real fucking gigantic CRT picture tube and, uh, monitor. Someone was even, uh, the one person I, I read that posted about that, I uh, checked a couple news groups because I really wanted to see if I was missing anything. And I was. I missed that. You that, know what? I mean, you go. And, they go through uh, and you know what? the whole I, process of making the movie and then they get, they, they get shipments of parts for things uh, on set and what and they bring in an LCD monitor, and it's like, wait a minute. Now, I, I, someone should have immediately, while making the movie, said, "Oh shit, right. this is wrong." Now, shouldn't I, this be a, a CRT? I'm not a huge anachronism uh, uh, policer. Okay, I'm not the kind of person like when I was watching Super Eight. Yeah, and they bring up Rubik's Cube. I was like, "All right, I'll look it up just for fun." And it turns out they were wrong because Rubik's Cube did exist in that year, okay. but it didn't exist in America in that year. It was Fine. only in Russia then. Okay, I don't care. I've never been. I I only looked it up for fun. Okay. But when you have a film like this, where they were saying, "Oh, everything will tie in directly to the film we're trying to prequel," and they can't even be bothered to go out and get a CRT monitor. <laughs> Someone had to have one lying around. And I mean, and the technology doesn't exist that for that the the, the scope camera that she was using right. didn't exist back then. They'd be cutting the thing open. <laughs> they didn't, or they'd have like a big old. They did not have them. Right. They didn't have it. So that is a huge continuity, uh, not continuity, that's a huge anachronism Yeah. in a film that's supposed to be priding itself on following up a film made in the 1980s, early 1980s. Yeah. So there's that issue. Okay. All right. Then there's three things wrong with that scene, though. That, four things wrong. Uh-huh. That, the female character, okay. the former boyfriend character, and the evil corporate character. <laughs> None of these characters are needed for this film. None. They bring nothing to the table. No, you're right. You're right. There is no major tension brought about by any of them. At all. Yeah. 
And we're also, that seems wrong because it leaves the confines of the camp breaking the whole uh, claustrophobic feel of the film, which is another thing that made the first film so good. Yeah, because they were all trapped in the, the little you're, base you're, camp. The, sure. the viewer is isolated with them. We cannot leave the and, confines. And, and, well, the thing is, too, it's like if we leave, the same reason it's, misery it's minus 50 out. You know? Yeah. It's like you can leave. Right. But you'll freeze to death. Yeah, so it's the same problem, reason I didn't like Misery because it went outside of the uh, the book was all took place in the house. Yeah. But when you start going and seeing what's ha- what happened with the sheriff across town, well, now we're not in that same situation. We're not claustrophobic. Well, and and again, I don't want to defend Misery, but maybe you know, the, having so much in the house, uh, maybe it doesn't. You know, a lot of times, uh, but it know, worked for the first the Carpenter. It worked for the Carpenter. Yes, it thing. did. But uh, sometimes it just doesn't transition the film right. In, I agree with you in some cases. Yeah. In this case, it's lazy filmmaking. No, I, I, I agree. Lazy filmmaking. I agree. I agree. We have to have a bad guy. Why do we have to have a bad guy? Well, the Carpenter thing didn't have a bad guy. It had characters you liked more and less. It had, yeah. it had Well, you had unlikable characters, you had unlikable, but they weren't bad. But even the unlikable characters you liked they in were just, They were just trying to survive. Yeah. They, That's they, it. They had dynamics. They were real people. They, they were, they were Like for, Childs. You you dislike Childs for a, for a decent part of that. For, but he's just trying to fucking survive. For a film that has no backstory and right. no real story interaction outside of what's happening in the film, mm-hmm. there is so much... Possibly even unintentional character development in that film. Yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden we have to go into a backstory about a previous relationship, <laughs> and we have to have the corporate guys. Oh, I'm in command here, and what I say goes, and blah 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 blah. And and even that, when he does that, it's like, oh, they drill into it because of him. Is like, it still has no effect? No. Because the thing smashes out of the ice anyway. Which I found, I found that to be. That was the that was the first fuck yeah it was like my yeah. second fuck you moment in the film. It, my I would have I would have liked it better if if it just if it just throughout the the night like its own body temperature you know right started to melt the ice more and more and it kind of not oozed out but kind of just kind of you know kind of crawled out I know no one could see what I'm doing yeah. but it's just kind of crawled out kind of broke away and instead a... of just this huge like you know breakage you know into the ceiling like reveal I think a more subtle escape would have been better I'm going to tell you why they did that and it also ties into my second co- my continuity error so I'm not going to tell you why okay. but there's there's a major flaw with the screenwriting in this yeah I I fault the screenwriter 100% uh they and they did it all for a reason cuz everything happens for a reason in a film mm-hmm. except the corporate asshole because there's no reason for that and except for this there's a reason why they did that okay all right but i mean the dynamic of the the female character in the film it changes the dynamic and it was a dynamic that worked so well and you knew they were going to change it and that's one of the reasons the thing was such a good film mm-hmm. and also there's more people and why are there so many people i i don't know the norwegians man how come the norwegian camp is so much better than the when you would go to the norwegian camp First of all, everyone's happy there. Yeah. No one's happy at the American camp. No, I They've know. got more staff. There's less staff there. They seem to have like more decorations and stuff. It's more. It's well lit. Yeah. They seem to be better equipped. The American man. The American scientific outpost sucks. Yeah. They've they only just, got they like. Can't, they can't wait to get out of there. Yeah. It's just. They don't even have women at the American outpost. They have the blow up doll McCready plays chess with. Yeah. Which they cut out of the film. That's right. You got to watch the extras for right. it. Right. Yeah. But um. But so the Norwegian camps has got you know got the, that's the shit you want to be there, and apparently they all speak English, so I don't they, know why. Yeah, you know, why. You know, translation. You know, right? Communicating is easy. 
So they, uh, but you know what? You know what I did like? I did like the scene where they show how the body they find from the Carpenter film. Oh, you mean how, that, how that came to be? You mean that non-CGI part where they're cutting open in the autopsy? No, 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 no. Later, where uh, oh, the, oh, the, where, oh, where the, the, burn- fa- the faces start to melt together with the one character, like yeah. it, like it fall. And you know what? I the other iconic scene from there, which kind of bugged me, was when its head went backwards and almost looked like it was going to separate. But instead of the, the head becoming like the spider, via, like the whole body becomes a spider. Well, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, right. they stole that. They just changed right. it a bit. But yeah. The, its head goes backwards, and it looks like it's going to separate, kind of like Norris from the first film. Right. But it doesn't happen. But what it does is it puts its head back to, and it touches uh, what's his face, the the, 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 the love interest, the yeah, former love interest, the one he was he played Jim Carrey, Car- Jim Carrey's character in Dumb and Dumber Earth. That really bad sequel. Oh, that's why I don't remember him. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's, it starts to fuse with his face, and then it kills him, and then. They light it on fire, and and then it just ends up out in the snow, and that's how the Carpenter film finds it. And there's a and then they bring that back. And my problem with that too is it fuses with him, but it doesn't it doesn't change into him. It doesn't assimilate. It doesn't assimilate him. It just like grafts him onto it, It, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, it it was partial. It was a partial. It didn't it didn't take time to digest him and fit and re. There's got to be a process. Right. That didn't make it. That didn't make it. I didn't even think of that until just now. That didn't make any sense. God damn it. What. It, it it just melded onto him and became him he became a part of it. No, he would it would have to have assimilated him and then like grown apart and regrown as but, him. But he, it it just it killed him in the process. But it then was, instantly it turned him into half of it. No, it was just his half. It just was fucking being absorbed. But it did. But it stayed there. It didn't get absorbed. It stayed his part. Yeah, because that's because I call it, shenanigans. Because it got burned. I at call that, shen- at that state. I call shen- No, it didn't. It went. It went on that whole little. Trek through the kitchen. That whole that whole Velociraptor scene. When the that American was, that was with the other woman. No, yeah. the the American at, near the end. That's how it gets outside, and they burn it. That wasn't near the end. Yes, well, it, it was. Yes, maybe, it was. Maybe three quarters of You're the way. You're confusing in. The, the the chick alien with the uh, with the spider alien. Mm. That happens later. No, I know, but it it was in that scene but that's it, another scene he's oh. trying to get away and it started this to, is all, it grabbed onto him and started to fuse onto his body right this is all in the scene where they're testing to see who's an alien and suddenly the alien right. attacks oh wait, wait that, that happened that, in the carpenter film yes, too yes it did Fucking yes it did well bastard. yeah so you want the major continuity error sir let's do the major and so we can there's wrap a up. major continuity error then there's the the producer's Reasoning or director, I think it was director's reasoning, uh-huh. and his—he's lying. He's, he's fucking just, lying, he's and, that, flat out and lying. I'll tell you why he's lying. All right, give and, it that'll, to me. and that's going to explain the whole th- ice thing too. Okay. In the Carpenter film, right? They find the videotapes. Yes. And they, oh look, what are they doing? They're pacing out the sizes of the ship. What are those? They're thermite charges. They're blowing the ice. Right to get to the ship. Right. Okay. They got rid of that. This film that's supposed to flawlessly, seamlessly integrate into the, the next film, the previous mm-hmm. film, they got rid of it. They well, didn't why bother. would you do that? Instead, what they do is at the end, the spaceship, well, by the way, the, everything takes place on the spaceship. You're right. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Including and, the little and, click-clack thing. Well, and, and What's you know, with the click-clack thing? Well, and, and, and the fact Ooh, that... Ooh, it looks alien. And the fact that... And yes, the beginning of the Carpenter film has the one guy off the helicopter throw, trying to throw a grenade and blows himself up. Right. But they go, they make sure you know that they got fucking grenades in the prequel. Uh, 
Yeah, and I have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and also, if the thing can turn into all these different forms and shapes, yeah. how come it can't get smaller and get her in the hole she climbs into? <laughs> what the f- Really? Urgh, I can't get in here. He's breaking his own. He's breaking his own ship. He's right. breaking up pieces of his own ship. Can't well, he just like dis- well, not for anything too. But in earlier in, in the film, he could have detached his arm. I was just gonna say that in earlier in the film, they it detaches its own arm, right? Uh, and does that whole thing, and that's how the act scene happens. Why you're right? Why couldn't it do it right there? She pulls. She pulls a, a newt and hides in like the vent shaft. I'm assuming it's a vent shaft. I guess yeah. I don't know. It, it, it can't get her. <laughs> Oh, my big clunky form can't get into this little... Wait a minute, it wasn't like a dog like a... No. <laughs> Bullshit. People were asking, was, is that his true form? No. <laughs> and so... I, so I want to talk to the person that really loved this movie. I will slap him. I, I, wanna, I would love to talk ha- to that person. And again, I didn't hate the film, but this, this no, is, this is I, these I, are the parts I hated. So we go into the ship and, it, and it, apparently it warms up the ship. And that's what melts the ice. Which, I guess, I don't know why he didn't do that when he first crash-landed. Yeah. I mean, maybe you just want to take a look around and realize, oh shit, coal hurts. I don't know, <laughs> who knows? Or, but, I don't know, you could always speculate that he couldn't get it started, decided to go out into the cold, realized, fuck, it's cold, died, so through, and ended up in the ice. So through shitty CGI... Or not, didn't die, but, got, you know. So through the worst CGI graphics in the film, we see the ice above the ship, mm-hmm. which apparently it was in a huge cavern, too, Instead of just like forming ice solid over the top of it, it it when it warms up the sh- spaceship, that's what excavates all the land, all the ice above the ship. So in the carpenter thing, when they climb down to see the ship, that's just already there. <laughs> that just occurs naturally. Yep. Because that's what would happen if you warmed up a spaceship under the ice. You'd have the it looked like an excavation. So what happens is someone confronts the director. And they say, you have the thermite charges mentioned in Carpenter's film, but you did the spaceship thing. Why? And what did he say? Here's the big lie. <laughs> and I'm not going to try a, whatever kind of accent he has. He said he didn't buy the logic. Wait, wait for this. He didn't buy the logic of a scientific uh, outpost having thermite charges or knowing how to use them. So... Well, wait a minute. So he felt... Wait, wait, hold wait, on. wait, wait. So he felt it was more logical for the scope of the film to have the spaceship warming up being how the, the ship was exposed. He says, I know it's it's a... I know it's a uh, continuity error in the film that I touted to be a flawless continuity into the next film, but I felt it served the logic of the film better. So he admits that it's a continuity... Because right. whether he believes but, it or not, it fucking happened. Right. It should have happened. That's the fucking lie. Is that, oh, well, it would, the logic of the film did not... Uh, you want to know why he did that? Because he fucking didn't. As he a, forgot it. As or a, d- didn't know. As a writer, as a screenwriter, I the reason he did that is the same reason they had the alien explode out of the ice instead of what you said, which makes more sense and is more cool and more realistic. Right. How, what is the scope of this film? How long does it... What's, what time frame does this film take place in? What do you mean the time? You mean like in the eighties? No, no, in the film. In the film, what's, oh, what's over it? how many days? Like, like a day, uh, like right? maybe a day or two. It's a day, yeah. They, she gets there that night, that evening. I would say two days. One day. Yeah. It's like a twenty-four hour period. It takes place. Yeah, okay. I she could, gets there yeah. in the evening. She spends thirty-six one night, hours, maybe tops. Yeah, okay, max. 
They wanted. I could see that. Now, sure. Carpenter film that takes place over a course of days. Yeah, you would say couple days. May, maybe a business week. Yeah, sure. Five, maybe, four, maybe, five. Maybe days. a bit shorter. Yeah. Their concern was in order to keep the tension. And the and I'm telling you this, oh, I, okay. I, I have no documentation. This is just logic. Okay. They wanted to make sure the film took place in a short time period, so they could keep the tension going, and keep the the the, the pace going. Okay. In order to do that. They couldn't have them, and they could have, too. They could have had her show up after they'd already blown the thermite charges and shown the spaceship. Sure. But they decided they did, They wanted her to be there for the revealing of the creature and all this, and they want all this. So they had to condense everything. Okay. So they can't have the ice melting and it gets out, because it, ice melts. It, ice takes a while to melt. Well, and again, my whole thing would be that it's body temperature. Right. You know. That still takes too long. I, and, yeah, and, probably. And, and setting up the whole thermite thing. That takes too long. Mm-hmm. You know what doesn't take too long? To show a box of grenades. <laughs> because it doesn't make sense. Because it doesn't make sense for a scientific outpost to have thermite charges to excavate ice. Because they're in the Arctic, by the way. <laughs> but it does make sense for them to have an ass load of grenades. Uh, that are accessible by the one Norwegian that doesn't, doesn't speak, speak English. English. <laughs> that makes perfect logic in the films. In the film. Now that you've mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking liars. No, it is that. They yeah. are fucking liars and they are not to be trusted. <laughs> and I'm not surprised too, because look at Eric, look at Eric Heiserer. Heiserer. Look at Douchebag Eric's original other film, The Nightmare on Elm Street one. Yeah, which I, I've only seen parts of. He takes the great concept of let's go back to the roots and let's, let's make him a child molester. Right. Let's do that. It's not a secret because that's what he was in the first film. Right. They just never got into it. So he by, he decides to go back to that route. He takes his sweet-ass time doing it. Then he has to add another plot twist in there at the end about the molestation. Yep. By the time he gets to that part, you're like, well, what the f- why the fuck did you do that in the first place? <laughs> he actually tries to make like Freddie a sympathetic character at one point. Yeah, uh, from the parts that I have seen, they did try tries to, do to make that. it all right. Oh yeah, it's, it's wrong. To, and then at the end, I didn't do the big, it. The big, I didn't do it. The big and then twist. they light him on fire the big, in the right. abandoned warehouse. So I then didn't do his it. big twist at the end is, oh, he actually is evil. No fucking shit, he's killing kids. <laughs> you don't just fall into that. I don't care how burns you get. Yeah. Asshole. <sighs> how you feel? You feel I good? didn't hate the film as much until we started talking about it. <laughs> I think I'll go back and rewatch it. It had good scenes, and, and I'll watch the Carpenter film. It had right good after. moments. Uh, it did. I was impressed by the whole thing with the fillings and the metal. That was a cool. I, oh, I, I think it could have really been a hell of a lot worse. What'd you think about the ending before the ending? The ending before the whole Norwegian thing at the end when the helicopter shows up. The ending at the spaceship with the her and the, the other guy, the American. Are, are we doing a spoiler for that? I just said uh, spoiler. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler. Yeah. Whatever. Um. Again. Okay. Who gives a shit? Uh, that was how the whole earring thing came about. Right. Because she said, uh, he, but, he gets in there but, and he says they're going to go to the Russian base, which is a 50 mile uh, trek. They got like a, a snow cat or something. There's your next prequel. <laughs> they have, I guess. <laughs> they, I don't know how that'll work, but. They have, uh, uh, he gets in the snow cat. She doesn't want to get in because she tells him, well, before you didn't have an earring. 
or before you did have an earring and now you don't. Right. And because obviously it can't simulate metal. Which has been established earlier in the film. Right. Yeah. She presumes that he's an you know an alien. Right. And proceeds to burn him alive in the snowcat. Right. And uh, they don't... <sighs> you get the feeling that he might still be human, but... Until they start playing the alien screeching the... over it. Here's, yeah. here's how you play that ending if you're a good screenwriter. Right. She also throws the thing where he reaches up and he, she says, it was your, your other, other ear. ear. First of all, the alien assimilates your memories too because that's how yeah, they... It would know. It would know which yeah. fucking hearing yeah. had an ear and when thank I you saw very that, much. When I saw that, I'm like, yeah, he w- it would know. Yeah. He still remembers his name and everything. He just forgot which earring he put. Bullshit. <laughs> here's what you do to make that a good ending. Yeah. Is you have her say that and have him go, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then burn I him took it out. Alive. <laughs> He's like, I lost it. What were, what were you talking about? And then she burns him. And like, no, don't. And then you don't know for sure whether he was. Right. And then she ends up in another snowcat just sitting there. And then it fades out. There's your fucking sequel. Right. Then it fades out. And it's like, wow. Now that, she, does she live? Does she die? The way that, does she make it to the Russian The camp? way they show, shoot that scene where he's burning. Yeah. It's shot dramatically. Yes. I have the feeling that at one point they might have even intended it to be iffy on whether or not he was a thing. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason... They, they decided to add the screams. So, oh, no, let's add the, the, the alien screaming. Probably so didn't test well. The, it probably was released without the screams. Mm-hmm. It was probably released without the screams because they wanted to kind of go a little bit like the John Carpenter ending where it's like, yes, no, are they both, is one. Uh-huh. Let's wait till it gets dark because then that's when it's going to happen. Fire is everywhere. So it's like it's not going to come out right now. It will at some point if one of them is. And I think that's what they tried to go for. And it probably didn't test well because people want to know. Yeah. And they they caved. Mm-hmm. They said, oh, shit. All right. Let's 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 add the, the screams. And it, because, like, you're right. In the very beginning of him being burned alive, it's just him going, ah, ah, ah. You know, it's just, you know. And then, then you hear screams. You hear the alien screams. And I, I think it was such a last minute ad because if they were going for that thing where you know it's the alien, then they would have had some CGI effects in there. Because right. they, they didn't... They, didn't... they had already wrapped. And it's <laughs> yeah. very easy to add sound. That was, that was in post. Yeah. That was in that post. It's very easy to add sound. So... But this this genius alien that can absorb the memories of the things it kills right. is, has hatched this huge plan that includes killing its other self just to get it over to the, the man. Which, by the way, couldn't he, why wouldn't you just go with the ship and go into a populated area? True. No, no. This whole driving the cat through the snow is a much more bold approach. Yeah. It, it's that smart, but it forgot it had an earring. <laughs> And it forgot which ear it was in. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. I hate this movie more more now than I did before. Well, I, I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> I've absolutely noticed. And, and Eric Heisner. Heiserer. Heiserer. And, and Daddy's Boy, director. You know, uh, this episode was so fueled with rage, we never played the trailer. I have good. the trailer. Good. Don't, don't play it. Fuck them. No, don't no, play no. the trailer. We're, we're actually, I think we're good. I think what, we can end this. What, what, what time are we at? I think we're at about an hour. Let me look. Hold on. We are at an hour and two minutes. Can, you, you, you know what really irritates me about this whole screenwriting thing where they, they copped out? Mm. Can, I, can we talk about Aliens versus Cowboys for a minute? Did you see it yet? Cowboys versus Aliens? That one I have too. not. Okay, then I, I won't. I haven't seen it. There's, there's. I, if you want, I will watch it so we can mention it. I would week. like to because I, because I also have uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes that I have to watch as well. Yeah, we need to do that. 
as soon as possible. Okay. I need to see that. Um, there's, <laughs> there's, I enjoyed, despite it being cliche, very Western cliche, mm-hmm. I enjoy, I love the opening of Cowboys vs. Aliens, and I kind of like the first half of the film. There's a plot device that pops up in the second act. Really? That it was like a slap, literally, it was literally, I'm digging this, I'm kind of getting into it. What was that? <laughs> the film just hit me. What happened? Well, and and the rest of the film, I can't get over this one plot device because it's obvious to me as a writer that it was put in there be, be, to replace advancing the plot with characterization, dialogue, and logic. Hmm. Instead, it was put this in to explain everything so we can move along to the good bits. Okay. It would have taken a little more work. Right. Demanded a little more from the audience. Instead, they threw this shit in, and and it just fouled the taste of my mouth for the second uh, half of the film. And you know what, too? It's it's John Favreau. Obviously, he's he's done the Iron Man films. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave him a lot of money to make this movie, one hundred and sixty-five million, and it fucking bombed. You know, it was bombed. I don't think it was that bad. No, I don't. I don't think it bombed because it was bad. I think it was bombed because no one gives a shit about cowboys and aliens. And you know what? Again, when we were talking about how they named the films. Yeah. Cowboys versus Aliens. Oh, is that what the movie's about? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, now the skin I live in, yeah. that's a title of a movie. <laughs> that's an look at look at all these titles that we just went through earlier. Mission Impossible, that's eh, a franchise, whatever. Sherlock okay. Holmes, the franchise. Girl Dragon Tattoo, that's a real title. You know why? Yeah. It's from a book. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> they didn't dra- they didn't shorten it to Dragon Tattoo. Right. Or the or, or the girl. The dragon girl. Girl dragon. Right. Look at it. Adventures of Tintin. All right. We bought a zoo. That's from a book. That's a blatant garbage right. too. War horse. It's about a horse and it takes place during the war. Thank you. <laughs> New Year's Eve. It takes place on New Year's Eve. Thank you very much. You know what's better? Uh what was it? Uh was it two hundred cigarettes? I think that was also a New Year's Eve that's, movie. Yeah, but that's but two hundred cigarettes. That was different because it was about yeah. No, well, the, that was the, a cool you know, title. Two hundred cigarettes were smoked uh, smoked during the yeah, film. But, that's a cool title. But uh, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, it wasn't called New Year's Eve or right. New Year's Eve cigarettes or you know whatever. We bought a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah. Oh. oh, thank you. Was a crazy thing called a crazy madcap love? Whatever. Oh, yeah. so it's a crazy film about love. Yeah, for the love of God. We're catering to the lowest common denominator here. You know what's killing films? Audiences. Yes. Thank God I'm not an audience anymore. <laughs> I'm a critic. I'm above that shit. That's right. Movie buff. That's right. We're buffs. <laughs> Fuck you, CA. <laughs> I got I got I got a message him on, on on Facebook and after oh, I should poke him. Uh all right. Let's go ahead and end the show. What? Already? Yeah. Oh no, one big don't don't end it. Yeah, I have an announcement. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Stop that. <laughs> Father Scardo's Altered Hours. Oh. Oh, that's right. You said you had a thing. Yes. Uh, I've appeared on his show twice. Yep. Uh, you called in the second time. I did. And the we problem actually is, made that our episode 30. Problem is, I would have been on a show more. The problem is he's on Thursdays in the afternoon. Okay. I work. And yeah. he's a bit of a distance from me. As of the new year, Father Scardo's show is moving to Monday nights. Really? 7 to 10. 7 to 10? Or 6 to 10, something six like that. 6 to 10, okay. I think 7 to 10. I think it's a three-hour show. Oh. It's, it's either Monday or Tuesday. I think it was Monday. Monday nights. 
and he, he's like, Scott, you're going to come down, bring Joey with you. I was like, yes, yes, yes. I'm going to, I'm going to try to make it at least once a month. I like to be a regular ep, uh, person on his show. Wow. Cause father Scott was the man. I really enjoyed calling into that show. It's I, really, I really a hard. Did. It's really a hardcore audience, so it, it's, we can kind of cut loose a bit. And well, say, we were also talking about releasing our show through that uh, ve- homegrown he radio. Was, he was talking about that. I'm not sure if it's the venue for us because it's mostly radio musical. Uh, not everything. Not everything. Excuse me. Not we, everything. We, we, if we package ourselves into a half hour thing, we could probably do it. You know, which we're we're kind of getting towards there. Yeah. Okay. If we did more new release Some, stuff. Something to think about. I, 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 I definitely. I, I think I'd have to look into it. As I spend more time at the Father, Father Scardo show, uh, I, will, I will definitely be looking into that. And definitely going to get you down there some night when you're not working too Yeah, today. just let me know what Monday because i got to cancel uh, cancel work because I, I work late on Monday, on Monday nights. Well, we'll catch you when you're on break or something. Or we'll, uh, we'll figure something out. There's always holidays on Mondays. Always three-day weekends. Always, so one yeah. of those, if they're doing it, great. If not, I have no problem uh, canceling a night. Yeah, but but that's that. That was the big news for me. Is like I get to go to Father Scardo's more. Very cool, and it would be my first time too. Yeah, I'll try very to try nice. to try to. Uh, very very. It's nice. a modest studio, but a lot of fun. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. But that that was my announcement. All right. So now can we end the show? Yeah. Can we go ahead and do that? Yeah, we can end the show. Should okay. we should we end it, we should should we end it with a Norwegian with the hand grenades? Like, like the again. This show will seamlessly blend into the previous episode. If you listen to the previous episode after this, it'll it'll make perfect sense, despite the fact that we said Happy New Year now and before we're saying Hey Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's true. Other than that continuity error, it's gonna be a seamlessly perfect. 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 <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know, man. I they're not even that, they're that... not even trying anymore. <sighs> we got the axe in the wall. That's great. What about the thermite charges? Well, that didn't make sense. But the axe made perfect fucking sense. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess with the usual iTunes, our website, Stitcher. Oh, don't skip now. You're not even trying. I know. I'm just trying to recreate my experience. With Google Movie Sucktastic. Google Movie Sucktastic. Listen to our, our show on our website. You can do that. You can listen Mo- to which us is on movie, iTunes. Which is moviesucktastic.com. Come or, on, work with me. Or badmovieday.com or moviesucktastic.net. Right. Uh... Give us reviews Just on iTunes. Give them more options and confuse them, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not. It's really for more bandwidth than anything else. iTunes, Stitcher. Um, uh, we were going to be on Zoom, but they're kind of defunct now. Well, we're st- we still are. We're still there, but we're still there. It, all our new episodes do post there still. Right. Uh, Mevio. Mevio. Uh, me- 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 I just said Mevio. You said Medio. I said Mevio. Yeah, well, when you listen you back, heard. you can call me. I don't care what apologize. you heard. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. You can leave us email at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. Oh, oh, and by the way, that one that one program that doesn't carry us, that one place, what is that called again? Palaver? Palaver? Right, okay. Well, no, no, no. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Come on. No, no. Come, I, come on. I, I've, I've, I've let it go. No, no, no. This, this is something <laughs> totally different. How you pronounce it? Palaver. Okay. It's an actual word, sir. And if you look up the pronunciation in the dictionary, which it's I finally did, palaver. it is pa- palaver. It is palaver, sir. I know palaver, but it's it's what is it to ramble? What's the definition? It, it to ramble to, yeah. to go on yeah, yeah. to just run yeah, exactly yeah. talking. Yeah. Uh, what's his face? Um, palaver. Uh, no, no, no. The oh, John shit. Grisham. No, no, no. Siti uh, Buscemi. No, it, it's fucking Mondo Madness or. or uh, Something Mondo or whatever. Anyway, the, the guy that does that, 
Yeah. Uh, he, he goes, enough of this palaver. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Right. Opie and Anthony use it for their opening of the so, show. So, so they, but they, they call Mondo it. Topless, it was called. Okay, but but so, but now it's palaver. Palaver. Even though it's spelled practically the same. Hey, I. I I'm pronouncing it right, motherfucker. That's okay. all I want to say. You're going to call it's, it palaver? It's palaver. Because that's what the word is. <laughs> uh, and those are our friends over at Outside the Cinema. Yeah, yeah. You know so what? so it, tune it, in. It, tune it, into, we, we like them. They're, they're good guys. So tune in to Mavi Suktastic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we need to end this. We've been running way too long, and it's time for lunch. 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 Ah, uh, lunch. All right. Uh, so that's your wisdom, Palaver. Palaver and Movi Suktastic. Palaver. Palaver. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yep. We took that right to, as it was like when I said we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. It was like Wah. it was fading out on its own. I saw you give a hand signal. I was like, I better shut up. <laughs>